Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. You're tuned in to WOW Podcast. By all means, go to wowpodcast.me. That's W-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot M-E. Today we have a special guest. We have Gary Whitgrab. He's here to talk to us about his latest book, Destination North Pole, 5,000 Kilometers by Bicycle. Gary, how are you? Doing great this morning. Beautiful, beautiful day and uh, one of those days where you want to get out and bike. So I got a chance to review your video, and I have a lot of questions for you, but my first question is, what made you want to travel to the North Pole? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. I had, had uh, about 10 years ago run across uh, a guy that him and his brothers had biked uh, to Alaska, and it's something I always wanted to do. And, and when I retired, I, I uh, eight years, I decided it's it's time to uh, make the move. I'm 65, and and uh, by the way, it's North Pole, Alaska. People get uh, uh, confused with the magnetic North Pole, but it's still 5,000 kilometers from here, South Dakota, to North Pole, Alaska. So when you first thought about this, I know you're married. Your wife's name is Patricia, correct? Yes. Right. So what was that conversation like? Um, when you had it with her and say, hey, this is what I want to do. What, what did she say to you? Well, she's an active bicyclist, and I was hoping that uh, she would actually go along to make it uh, a twosome. But um, she decided that, uh, one, she uh, stayed back for Memorial Day because of uh, a family situation. And so she caught up with me in western Saskatchewan. And once she did, uh, you know, I was about a third the way through my trip by then, we uh, took the bags off my bike and pitched them in the vehicle, and then every day she went ahead and found uh, nightly food and lodging. And keep in mind that this was her adventure too. She solo ventured in our vehicle from the 3,000 miles from uh, South Dakota to uh, Central Alaska. So uh, gotcha. she did a solo on the vehicle. I did a solo on the bicycle. Gotcha. So just help me with the mind frame. Give me the energy that you felt when you say, you know what, I need to put this into a book. What was that process for you? Well, initially I was just going to do it because it was a personal satisfaction. It's just something that I wanted to keep my mind and uh, body in, in good shape. And I, um, you know, I, I, you can pretty much do anything once you have your mind set on it. And so physically I hadn't been on my bike in eight months. And so I started uh, the, the first few days biking 50, 60 miles uh, to uh, a place to get lodging, whether it be in Airbnb or bed and breakfast or, or uh, motel. And so you, you just make up your mind, I got all day to do it. Some people ask, why did I leave May 20th? Well, May 20th, I thought it would take me two months. would make July 20th with the longest day of the year in between. The farther up you get, of course, the longer the days uh, in the middle of the summer. And so I had plenty of time to bike, and uh, it just it just worked out. And every morning I'd get up, and I just couldn't wait to, to see what was out there. Are you still working, or are you retired? What's your, what's your current situation? No, I, I retired in 2012. So, yes, I've, I've been retired a number of years. Now, I noticed that your background, you have six patents. Are you able to talk about what those patents are? Sure, sure. Uh, one is a design patent. Uh, they, there's, it's, it's bulk and a package handling. And then I, along with that, I have four engineering patents that basically make the system operate and keep identity preserved product. And then my last one actually wasn't issued. It takes several years 
for complex patents. My last one was uh, a biomass, biomass processing patent, and that was an issue until 2014. So it's quite, quite a diverse uh, range of patents. Right, very, very diverse. Um, and I also assume that you have a very diverse uh, collection of books that you've written. I want to get into at least all the titles. Um, so can you tell us what your titles of your seven books are? Yeah, yeah. The, the first two were actually directories, and and so they haven't been uh, uh, repeated. I was working for uh, uh, South Dakota Department of Agriculture at the time, and so those are directories. And I became uh, the millet guy. There's uh, South Dakota was the largest millet producing state, and so I started answering a lot of questions. And six, seven years after I uh, left uh, the state government, I still was getting questions, and so I ended up uh, putting it into a, a millet uh, marketing book, which I, I sold in 25, 30 countries, something like that. And then the farmers asked me, so I did uh, a farmer guide. And so that was my first four books. And when I retired, we traveled. We've, we've traveled in many countries, 40 countries. And everybody kept saying how culture is changing and so and how learning systems changed. So I developed a series of books and the first was culture and the mysterious agent changing it. And so it's it's a mystery. Uh, 20 of the 22 chapters start out with a riddle. And as you go through, you, you try to figure out the riddles of why culture is changing, why society is changing. And then uh, the next one was learning as it influences the 21st century. And and then my last one I just, I just finished is uh, Destination North Pole, 5,000 kilometers by bicycle. So... Quite a range in books. Uh, Gary, let me ask you this. What, what is it uh, in your life do you want people to know about you since you've done so much? What is, what is that final thing that someone can say um, that sums you up? Wow. You, you, you're an author, too. <laughs> As you know, that would be a tough question. I think that it is that I try to understand people, whatever their walk of life is. Uh, last year we were in Uganda. We we sponsored an orphan girl over there and, and hadn't been over to see her, uh, so we we did and went to her village. There's no food. There's they, the only food they have is what they produce. Uh, they eat meat maybe once a year if uh, they stay back a goat or a chicken. But trying to understand her and her environment, she's living with paternal grandfather. Uh, he's the only one left in her family. He's got a family compound of maybe uh, 34, 35. People, but they, there's no running water, there's no electricity, of course, no vehicles, and so you take our situation where we we can go to pretty much any store and get our food, we can drive, we can walk, we can bike, uh, but they they live very very simply, um, and our goal is to help her get some education so that she can teach the other orphans and the the people in her family compound uh, how to read and write and do a little math. And so uh, yeah. to help people out, I think, is, is key. How long have you been married? Oh, wow, 35 years. And uh, in your 35 years, uh, what have you discovered about communicating with your wife that you say, okay, this, this works better for me? We have to understand each other. And so yeah. um, there's one fundamental thing is everybody has to give whether it's it's giving to your wife or giving in uh, to, um, say she wants to go uh, someplace, I want to go someplace different, 
uh, I wanted to bike to Alaska, and uh, she just, uh, even though physically she could probably do it, she she just didn't have the urge to do it. But she was adventurous enough to to bike, and so I mean to uh, drive our vehicle, and so that's that's an example of a of a compromise in a marriage, and everybody has to to uh, learn how to compromise. I think that's a great a great answer because um, I got a chance to watch your video, and I noticed that your wife was in there, and you know I'm married, and a lot of times we don't we think about the other person, but we don't necessarily think that they feel the same way we feel about when we want to do something passionately, and. You know, as I was watching your video, I was wondering, you know, like, what was he going through? Not to say that like, it's, it's something bad, but like, what were you going through to say, you know, I, I really got to get this done because, you know, life is, you know, going which way for me. So that's why I asked that question. Well, and as a, as a married person and as a writer, you, you probably want to write sometimes when, uh, uh, you know, your wife has some other ideas, but that's, uh, that's normal. You're, you're always going to have uh, uh, family uh, interruptions like that, but you worked you worked through it. And I'm just so glad that Patricia enjoyed the the adventure up there as much as I did. She got to every day do what she wanted to do, and usually catch up with me around noon, maybe bring me a caramel roll, and see. Ah, I'm going ahead, and and I'll find a place to eat tonight. I'll find a see if I can find a, a, a clean room and a warm bed. <laughs> So let's tell everybody where they could reach out to you, possibly on social media, and purchase your book. On, I'm on uh, Facebook, GWW Books. Uh, my books are available, of course, on Amazon and the rest of the online uh, um, uh, media outlets. I am. Uh, my books are distributed out of New York, booksch.com, booksch.com. And my website is Relating to Ancients. Dot com, relating to ancients.com. Well, I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. We're talking to author Gary Whitgraff about his latest book, Destination North Pole, 5,000 Kilometers by Bicycle. Gary, it was uh, honestly a pleasure to speak to you. Well, th thank you so much for the interview, and uh, good luck on your books also. I know you're a very successful author, and, and keep it up. Thank you so much, Gary. You have a good one. You too.